Hi there, it's Dallas. This is episode four in our special series this week. I'm just reflecting on some lessons that I have learned and observed this year inside of the hive. And I also just wanted to have this conversation with you this week and encourage you to take the leap and apply for the hive program. We have some special gifts for you this month when you do so. You're gonna get this beautiful hive journal. You're gonna get to surge with us, go through the client surge process live in the new year. Plus you'll get a ticket to our virtual retreat and you'll lock in this special 2022 pricing. So you can apply at the hive at dallastravers.com slash apply. Today, I wanna talk about making mistakes and specifically how doing something wrong is actually required in order to get it right. I'll say that again, doing it wrong is required in order to get something right. Ugh, that makes me gag a little bit because I don't like making mistakes, especially in front of people. But the truth is that being an entrepreneur, what we have signed up to do is make mistakes in public. Because in our messaging, in our marketing, in the ever-changing landscape on social media, all of these factors, everything is a giant guessing game. We're testing everything. I know this can be frustrating sometimes for Hive members on calls. They'll ask a question of me like, do you think my price should be $450 or $350? And I'll just look and smile (laughs) and say, well, there's one way to know and that's to test, right? Is the name of my webinar a good name? Well, let's talk it through. And then ultimately, the way we get the answer to those questions is to put it out in the world. So Let's just give ourselves a pat on the back for our bravery. It is no small feat to run an online business, especially one where you are the brand and you are the face. It's a really big deal. Mistakes feel really high and can just be a direct invitation for perfectionism, which is something that I have struggled with a lot in the past. But I am proud to say in my old age of 45 years on planet Earth, Perfectionism is not really a thing for me anymore. My team will joke, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's me that's joking and they're rolling their eyes. (laughs) I really am specific about the fonts that we use on all of our branding, in particular the spacing of the lines. But other than line spacing, I think I have overcome perfectionism. And here's why. I can remember this was so back in the day. My very first business serving actors. I had worked pretty hard on getting a website out in the world, and it was out in the world. And then one day, I got an email from a perfect stranger, and there was a Word document attached that was nine pages long. And she said something like, Dear Dallas, you know, I want to acknowledge you for the work you're doing in the world. Attached is a document with all of the typos on your website. <laughs> Did I mention it was nine pages long? There were typos everywhere on my website. And I had a moment, I was young back then, I had a moment where I was like mad at this person for pointing out my typos and get a life, you have nothing better to do. And then quickly I realized, oh wait, I just got free proof reading on my website from someone who's probably really good at this. So that's awesome. And then the bigger takeaway for me was knowing myself, I'm like a walking typo, 
if I had waited until the message was just right and the typos were all gone and all of those things were in line, I would never have taken the action of making my business visible with a website. This was back in the day when, like, I think websites kind of mattered more, but it's a good example of how our perfectionism, our desire to get things right, and I'm going to talk about perfectionism, actually, as I heard myself say that. It just felt so judgy. And perfectionism, maybe when it gets to that point, it can become harmful, but can you blame us for caring? Can you blame us for wanting to put our best foot forward? Can you blame us for using beauty filters on our Instagram videos, right? Like we just want results. We want the best. We care about our reputations. Anyone who says they don't is not telling you the truth. So our striving to get things right at some point can become dangerous because, and I've been in business a long time, doing it wrong is the first step toward getting it right. It's a requirement. Unless you just want to be average, and maybe you do, and that's fine, but unless you just want to be average, you have to make mistakes before you can be your best. So if you're listening, you're striving for more than average, which means you have to like sign that mistake-making contract because that's part of the deal. I'm thinking of a Hive member who I will call Jessica. Jessica is a coach for filmmakers, for storytellers. And Jessica has been in the Hive now for just over a year and I'm going to paraphrase here, and, I, and the essence of the story is going to be what matters here, and some of the details I'm going to share to the best of my recollection, but I may not be completely accurate. Jessica came in to the hive pretty clear on who she helps and how, put her business out there, went through this phase of feeling like, do I help people? And is this who I want to work with? So then there was this refinement of her niche and a questioning of her offerings, which then led her to coming back to her original niche and just leaning more clearly into the right messaging, which then led her to change the name of her business. In some cultures, the name of her business means something other than what she thought her business meant, but we're going with it. So there's another mistake. Jessica launched her course and it was like very clunky and kind of did it backwards. And now Jessica's figuring out how to fill power groups. And it's just, if you were to look through one lens at the year that Jessica has, ha has had, it would be so easy to say, wow, that's a whole lot of messing up. And that's what's so beautiful because, and I can feel myself getting emotional because it's just so inspiring, right? Jessica's a different person than she was a year ago, completely. She's so confident. She's so client-focused. She's so joyful. She's really like stepping into this leadership role in her industry. And it's because she failed all year long. I'm using giant air quotes around failing, right? She made a decision and she acted on it and she got information and then she course corrected. 
She made a decision and then she acted on it and then she got information and then she course corrected. That's what it looks like to run a business. And if you're trying to get it right, there's no room to grow. We have to be public in order to get feedback. Trusting that you're just going to be a better version tomorrow than you are today. That's the whole point. Come on, we're coaches. We believe in that more than anything else. And I know the same is true for me. And I'm I'm really grateful that I am not afraid to make mistakes in public. I changed the name of my entire program at the end of last year. Right? Just did it and then figured it out. <laughs> so when we try to get it right, we often end up being way too clever. And now we create confusion. Everything we put out is like overworked or tortured in some way. And we feel invisible because we're not really present to our process. We're present to the perfection. So Jessica, if you're listening, I think you know who you are. And it's just been so awesome to watch all the growing that happened. And looking back, now you've got this enviable business, clients on demand, and you're scaling with a course, and you've got groups, like you're ticking all the boxes. And that happened because you were willing to get it wrong first. So if you're listening right now, I want you to think about a place where you feel stuck and you're trying to get it right, what would happen if you changed your goal and the goal became fail fast? I remember when I first learned that phrase, it was back when I worked with actors and there was a student in my class who came from the tech world. And he's the one who shared with me that like when you're developing software, so in the tech world, that is the goal is to fail fast. Because if we're bringing a new, new software to market, we got to find all the bugs. We have to find out where it's broken so that the launch can be successful. So the goal is to get it wrong, to work out all the kinks, to find all the weak spots. That's how you get better. So you're naturally going to be better tomorrow than you are today if you're willing to fail fast. So where are you stuck? And in that stuckness, are you trying too hard to get it right? And this never goes away. <laughs> this is supposed to be an uplifting episode, and I hope that's happening for you. <laughs> but this is also just real talk, right? This never goes away. So here's another story where I just really felt like I stepped in it this year. If you listen to this show, you're probably aware of my commitment as a leader and my company's commitment to inclusion. We have a number of initiatives in place to really lead with diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. And one of the things we added this year to the Hive was bringing on an extraordinary inclusion coach to teach some classes for us. Their name is Naughty Fantastic. We'll link to Naughty's website in the show notes. Naughty is awesome. So we had our first class, inclusion class, and one of our Hive members shared a story, and there was a trigger in the story. There was no trigger warning, and things got a little bit derailed. And after that, I just really felt like, what the hell am I even doing? I really felt like I had caused harm. I don't feel like I handled the incident in the moment very well. 
I just was kind of devastated by it. And sitting with that, a couple of things became really clear to me. Number one, especially with this work, this is a a very concrete and tangible example of the necessity to make mistakes, right? I show up with a lot of privilege and of course, doing the work of inclusion, I am going to fall on my face. And so the question is, do I get back up? So how much are we striving? And through this incident, what became really clear to me was my commitment to the work and my rooted desire to strive. So if that's true, then I have to look forward to the next time I misstep. That's like baked in to the process here. The other thing that was illuminated for me and why I'm sharing this story is I realized, wait a second, what is the intention of these inclusion classes? I know it's important, but like what what is it rooted in? And I realized that I hadn't really thought that through and I hadn't taken the time to distinguish the promise of the hive, which is values-driven strategies to get clients and build your list and scale, right? Where you're going to really receive impeccable unmatched training and gold star coaching. And I can say that honestly and with pride because we put a lot of work into that. What the Hive isn't is a program where you do the real work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I am not the teacher for that. That's not what people come to this container for. That is not the container. I wasn't clear enough about that when we brought Naughty in and when we started moving forward on this training. But here's the thing. So what I did get clear on was the question I had to ask myself rather was where and how does this fit in? And what I'm really clear about because of my commitment and because of my position, right? A great place for me to have impact is to introduce this work to coaches who might be nervous about getting started, who might may not have been exposed to this for whatever reason, who really are open and need to be introduced by someone they really trust. That is what I can do, and that promise belongs in the hive. Okay, so this mistake happened right? Or this incident happened. And I really did some soul searching around it. And we are better for it. I think I've built more trust with my community by practicing transparency around how I, how we moved forward like, and how I did so as a leader. And I got really clear about how this DEI work is really meant to fit into the hive and where people need to go to take it further. So had this not happened, I don't know that it would have, embarrassingly, I don't know that it would have occurred to me to be this thoughtful about it. I guess I share this story to illustrate that if you are committed to growing, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And how you relate to yourself as you make those mistakes is the real opportunity here. So back to the example of Jessica. The beautiful thing about that story is Jessica, you know, we all have our moments, 
But Jessica continued to relate to herself as someone who gives value, as someone who's capable of doing all of the things, as someone whose voice matters, as someone who deserves an artistic career and a fulfilling coaching business. And that's the thing that pulled her through. So doing it wrong is a sign that you're actually on track which twists my brain up a little bit, even just saying it. But I've been doing this long enough to know that that's true. And then parents, right, we know making mistakes is like the job. (laughs) But how do we relate to the mistakes and how do we relate to ourselves as we make them? So what do I want to leave you with today? That's a really good question. I guess I just want to invite you to give yourself a permission slip to make mistakes in public. It's a requirement. And you can recover. Moreover, it's not just about recovering. This is how you get better. I know it's how I get better. And what matters most is that we're striving. I mentioned parenting a moment ago. I can't even remember what the incident was. My daughter was young, three or four. And we were talking with a parenting coach, actually. And I don't remember what happened, but we kind of had felt like we blew it, (laughs) my husband and I. And something that she shared with me just has really been an anchor. And I say it in the hive often, and it's the value of striving. The metaphor she used was actually singing. And she was like, your baby doesn't know if you have a good voice or not. Your baby just loves the sound of your voice. So sing, right? Sing to your baby. Don't sing well, just sing you. And I remember her saying that to me when Frina was a baby. And so here we were back. And and the big thing, she talked about the importance of if something goes sideways, like if there is a rupture, the importance of repair. And it's the repair that demonstrates our striving, and it's our striving that our audience values most. It's our striving that our clients really respect. So doing it wrong is the first step toward getting it right. And I just want to invite you to continue to strive. All right. Happy Thursday. We've got one more bonus episode tomorrow. If any of this has been landing for you, take a moment and apply for the Hive. Now is the time. We've got a few spots still remaining and it would be great to have you in the program. If you also have any questions, you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor and I just want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So 
let's be insta friends head on over to instagram and look for my new handle again it's dallas travers biz mentor you can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there so believe me when i tell you it'll be worth it okay thanks again for tuning in i truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and i hope you have a wonderful week